Dean Foster. Tom. Hey, buddy. You couldn't see what he pointed at me, which was extremely rude. Oops. Your culture's showing. Now my culture's showing. Is that what you're trying to tell me? And mine, too. Everybody. Everybody. It's all hanging out all over the place. (laughs) We do uh, it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I think we got some interesting things here to talk about today. Oh, what are we going to talk about? You know how many podcasts we've done? This is the ninth one. Do you remember what we did on the number four? Because the four is unlucky in China. We skipped it five. Even though we did four, we called it five. We'll do the same thing when we get to 13. We'll just call it 14. I'm sorry, who are you? What? <laughs> Have you snuck in? And... Where, where am I? <laughs> yes, nine. In reality, oh, nine. it is nine. nine. Oh, it's nine. nine. Right, yes, nine. It's nine. <laughs> this one's number nine. Number ah. nine. Number nine. Now, do you know what that's from? That's from the Beatles. Oh. I believe on the Revolver album. And do you know where the Beatles came from? From Liverpool. From the Liverpool area of England. Is that what we're going to talk about today? We're going to go to England. We're going to go to Britain. We're going to go to Scotland. We're going to go to Wales. We're going to go all throughout that area. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to kind of look at it and say, you know what? It's pretty much the same as the U.S., right? Mm. Yeah. Okay. No. Or not. No. <laughs> it might be a little different. No. Maybe we'll no, take no, a look no, at that. No. All right. At this point, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and come on back and uh, cross the pond. While listening to this, you may think, "Hey, you know, I wonder." Well, if you have a question like that and want to ask us, there's a couple of ways you can do it. One would be through email, which is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow at gmail.com. And then there's also our handle on Twitter, which is oopscultureshow. That's O-O-P-S, cultureshow. I know, I know. It's not original, but, but it works. Okay. So, Dean, when I was little, I used to go to my grandmother's house. This was on my mother's side. And my grandmother's clothes in the spring used to smell like mothballs because she would take them out of storage. From the winter. Yes. It, like, permeated everything. thing you need to know about my grandmother is my grandmother comes from a, a line of old Brits. The, the, the Brits that are in my family came over in the 1600s to the United States. Well, to what would become the United States. At that time was not yet even close to being the United States at that point. Right. So from my perspective, the the smell of mothballs then... Smells like U.S. Americans. It smells like U.S. Americans with English backgrounds. <laughs> so I was surprised when I first went to England that it didn't smell like mothballs. <laughs> and I think people do those things. I think they do it not... I didn't... Well, it's a very interesting a, point that you make about... And there's a cultural piece to that. Is there? Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Otherwise, it's going to be a long, in, long in, session. In that, in the absence of any additional information, we usually make decisions about cultures Mm -hmm. based on the limited information we have. Sure. There is this perception between, when it comes to U.S. Americans and Britons, Mm -hmm. there's often this inherent perception that there's so much similarity that we're really the same. Right. And... And therefore, there isn't very much that we need to understand about each other I think that's that a, we don't already know. I think that's a very common assumption. And the cultural part of that is interesting, you know, because 
the U.S. as a continental culture was separated from the rest of the world by two big oceans. Two big oceans, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's for in its formation historically, it, it it's rejectionist. In other words, it rejected the, the 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 founders of the nation, not the indigenous people who were here, but the founders of the nation were basically immigrants. They were Puritans. They were the the people coming from right. Britain from England right. at the time, at, but they were rejecting everything that that they were leaving. Yeah. So there was a lot of leaving things behind. And mm -hmm. this idea of leaving things behind continued with all immigrant groups mm -hmm. because most immigrant groups, with the exception of one large group, and that is African-Americans, mm -hmm. but most other immigrant groups that came to the United States came with the idea of leaving something behind. Right. So you you leave economic desperation behind, you leave political Starvation, oppression behind, whatever you got, and you start, War, perhaps. and you go to America to quote, unquote, start all over again. Yes. yes. So this idea of rejecting the rest of the world is formative to and inherent in U.S. culture. Yes. Therefore, when suddenly at the end of World War II, we find ourselves, the United States finds itself suddenly at the, at the top of the heap, basically. Yeah. And in charge yeah. for a short period of time. Right. There's this idea that, well, we really don't need to know about the rest of the world because we did it okay. Right. Right. And only slowly have we become to become aware of the fact that, well, no, 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 you know, we do, we are part of the world and now we have to understand um, how that things can be different and that uh, there's naturally differences in cultures that we now have to begin to work with. Right, right. So my point in all that is that I don't think we are as aware. Once again, there is a point. He's pointing it out to us that there of, is a point. Of of even UK culture. Yes. And it's very easy for a US American to slip into this, oh, we're really all the same anyway kind well, yeah. of attitude. Well, and, and because that's inherent to our culture. Right. We speak the same language with the UK. We speak it with Canada. We speak it with Australia and so on. And therefore, we are we understand each other. And it doesn't really turn out to be no, that way. Because understanding is is in part, yes, based on language familiarity, it's easier to start a communication when you share somewhat of the same language. Right, uh, yeah, without but a doubt. Yeah. the ultimate end of the communication is going to be determined by your culture. Right. So that even though Britons and Americans speak a form of English, mm -hmm. uh, different, uh, British English and American English, different, um, that because they're different, the ultimate determinant of whether we're really understanding each other is based on our culture mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and the difference between British culture and, and U.S. culture, while not as great as the difference between U.S. culture and, let's say, Chinese culture, right, is still different enough to create misunderstandings. But I think it also comes, look, if you take someone from the United States of America and you tell them they're moving to China, they know there's a great difference between what is there in language and in everything they do. Right. They, they're sensitized to the fact are. that there will be differences. They know it. And that's precisely why the, the greatest failure rate for U.S. expatriates mm -hmm. is, in the, is in the United Kingdom. Okay, yeah. Because it's the failure to expect the differences there we that go. do exist. Yeah. All yeah. right, so if you walk into a pub in Britain 
and you step up to the to the bar and you want two beers mm-hmm. and you flash the the two sign yes you know that's the the v for victory sign mm-hmm. uh, but but in a pub you say and i want two beers well you're holding up two two, two fingers, fingers. He, he doesn't right. get the concept that right. this is audio so <laughs> so you're holding up two fingers and you say two beers right now if the palm is facing out mm-hmm. no problem facing the person you're talking right to. but yeah. if you turn it around and you put those two fingers up so and now the, the palm is facing hand. you yes you, you before you get the two beers you risk getting a punch in the face by the <laughs> by right. the guy behind the bar. right well what is because what does that mean well because that's a gesture that has a different meaning yes and in what the does United that mean State. what does it mean in, you've in the UK? just you you've just challenged the person see it goes back to well, as a Brit Hold told me once, <laughs> I may hear tap dancing taking place here. Um, as a British colleague told me once, he said, "You Yanks are so efficient, you only use one finger." Yeah, I see, and that would not be the first one, right? Probably not. <laughs> not counting the thumb. If that's right. the one that, that he was We're talking, talking about. We, we, well, we tend to go in the middle. Do you know that. where that comes from, by the way? I do, but why don't you tell us? <laughs> No, Tom, you tell us. I, I'll, I'll tell you if you'd like me to. The Brits and the French have fought wars against each other. They, they didn't get along with each other? Like, they really didn't slash don't. Always... Sorry if I'm offending anyone, but they, it's kind of true. And they used to fight these wars for many, many years. It, it, it was like, uh, are the treasuries low? Good, attack France. Or, or slash, you know, treasuries low? Yes, attack Britain. And We're so running on. out of Portuguese wine. Let's try the French wine. Right. Instead. And right. in between, let's attack Spain. And and so there was this kind of thing that went on for... for About uh, 2,000 years. Roughly, yeah. In doing all of that, there was a um, weapon of mass destruction that came along. Um, that the Brits had that was called the longbow. And it was the a, a bow and arrow that was long <laughs> and could be wielded by very strong uh, gentlemen who could shoot those arrows a very long distance. And in order to shoot it, you had to pull the bow back with, with your, your two index fingers. finger and your middle finger. You pulled it back, and it was a very powerful bow, so you had to pull it back very hard. And then you would let it go, and it would shoot these. And it was because they wouldn't have to get anywhere near where any of the other weapons could attack them, and they would could start killing the French. So in battle, the first thing the French would do would go around and chop off the hands, or at least the fingers, of the British. Right. At, the English. The English. And yes. therefore, if you still had two fingers left, it became a sign of defiance. Yes. And, and impudence. And if you hold them up today, yes, it's still considered a challenging... Anywhere strongly influenced by the British uh, culture will understand that to be the same thing we say with the middle finger of our hand. Yeah, we, yeah. We're so, you Yanks are so efficient, you That's only right. use one finger. There you go. Oh, listen, the tap dancing stopped. <laughs> when, <laughs> Um, and if you don't understand what that means, well, then you don't get it. So. But see, there's another example of how English changes. Let's take a look at three English-speaking countries, U.S., Canada, and the U.K. Right. Right? Uh, someone once said that Canadians and Americans are really all the same, and the only way you can distinguish the two is to make that statement to a Canadian. I was going to say, that was, a, that was a U.S. person who <laughs> exactly, was saying that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But this, it is not the 51st state. Not at all. No. And it's an example of the, some of the significant differences right. that exist between the U.S. and, let's say, the U.K. Right. 
Canada legislated itself into independence. Yes. It never had a revolution against Against not a Britain. not a, a war a, f- a physical revolution no right it, and, it had a legal revolution and and they and it would be a legal evolution there was sure, no okay. civil action oh look what you did there and wordplay <laughs> and we're gonna have more wordplay before we're done and it explains the differences between american behavior and canadian behavior which can also be very complicated sure Canada, you look at the topography of Canada, the yeah. Great Canadian Shield yeah. is, a, is a very forbidding environment. Mm-hmm. And so in the settlement of Canada, people had to learn to cooperate with each other rather than go off on, uh, alone like the American lone cowboy staking a claim. Setting the, settling the West and yes, so on and you so couldn't forth. Do like that nobody in, asked them to. But you yes. couldn't do that individually. Right. You know, on, on the Canadian shield. You go out there three days and Not you're dead. Not without taking a lot of risk. No, right. A lot of risk. Yeah. So uh, it's natural to understand, therefore, that the Canadian system and the Canadian culture developed as with a much greater social welfare perspective mm. than in the U.S., where the individualist is expected to succeed right. in spite of government. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Right. Right. So, these differences are profound, yes. and it creates two different kinds of societies. And if you take a, at the third one, take a look at Britain. Yes, what you have is in Canada more of a similarity mm-hmm. with a lot of the British ways, but somewhere in between Britain and the United States. Right, putting the United States way on the other side of the scale. Right, and and when you take a look at the U.S. and, and Britain with Canada in the mix you really see the vast differences that exist between us. Right. And and it, it, it showed in post-revolutionary uh, United States of America that they intentionally did things and changed things. And, and, and one, I will just mention, we just talked about. I mean, we didn't adapt the two fingers. We adapted the middle finger because... It's more efficient. It, it, and it wasn't them. <laughs> And we did a lot of things because it wasn't them, although at this point we don't realize that. But we're going to talk about that. But also what we're going to talk about, we're talking about the UK, the royalties getting married and, and everybody's running around and excited about that. And they're having children. You mean and, the, the wedding? And so on. The recent the, the, wedding. The, the, the Prince Harry's wedding. And, but also, you know, the newest, newest child being born to, to William and Kate. And from a person from the United States viewpoint, I'm looking at it all and I'm thinking, why should anyone care? Well, it's really interesting, right? Is it? Because well, hold that thought for a moment. <laughs> I just let it go. Well, pick it up, pick it up. We'll be back. Got any questions for us? Well, if you do, there's a couple of ways to get hold of us. First of all, on email... Our email address is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our handle on Twitter is oopscultureshow. Pretty clever, huh? So talk to us. Right. Did you find it? Have you got it now? You have no idea, do you? You're, you're just completely <laughs> oh, just lost the whole thread. You lost the whole thread. He found it. I got it. Good. All right. So in that case, <laughs> here's my question. We can simply look at the UK and go, well, you know, they've got thousands of years there of, of development and so on and so forth and invasion and this person and that. And we're a relatively young country. But at the same time, we have a rapid version of culture that we kind of applied to all of this, and and that is the idea. We've changed things. We changed spellings of the language. We had to decide what was going to be the U.S. of America 
language. That was an, an intentional process on our part. It was not just a organic growing out of things. It was a, we're kind of really pissed at you people that you didn't just let us well, that's one. Of, well, that's one of the aspects of revolution. When you have a revolution, it does give you the opportunity to actually define yourself against something. Right, right. And, and to your point, language was definitely one of them. So anything, certainly at the beginning, mm-hmm. anything that was European yep. or anything that was from the new American perspective, old school and old world, and, in that, and at those times that meant mainly British culture. Anything that was like that immediately had to be rejected. Mm-hmm. So if we're driving on the left in Britain, we're going to drive on the right in, in mm-hmm. what was becoming the United States. Mm-hmm. If a black cat in Britain is lucky, a black cat in the U.S. is going to be unlucky. Right. Right. Um, if Which you're not making things up here. These are real. These things. are real decisions yes. that. Are, yes. And these are real facts of, of life today. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you know. Again, this reveals itself in, in in simple things and in profound things. Why do U.S. Americans dine the way that we do? Where right. we pick up a knife in the right hand and then a fork in the left, yeah. we cut the meat, and then probably the only thing we do that's not efficient, we put the <laughs> knife down. <laughs> there might be a point of to disagree over, on that, but go ahead. And yep. take the fork out of the left hand right. and then eat the meat. Right. It's like... It's it's cumbersome. It's not very elegant, and it's certainly not efficient. And again, we don't even know where this comes from. We don't even know we're doing it, right? But the the vast majority of people in the United but States do goes, not know that's different. This goes back to the revolution, right? Where, as a secret sign that you were a patriot mm-hmm. in the pubs of Boston, mm-hmm. because you had to be secret about it because you didn't know if the people were either royalists or patriots around you. That's right. So you gave a secret sign by cutting your food that way and putting it down. And it was developed the saying that I'm a patriot, not a royalist because I am not European because Europeans, ergo at the time, Brits were dining with keeping your knife and fork in the same hand throughout the meal. Yes. So, this was a secret sign that you were not that. You are now a patriot. You are non-British. Yes. And why do we do it? We don't even know. But there's the reason. And there's always there a, is a reason. reason. Right. There's always a reason. And it goes, again, back to that opposites. You get these aspects of culture in arc in, in the case of the United States where they're coming out of a simple thing like being identified in a pub as being on one side of something that you can't really let everybody know about suddenly becomes the way we eat. It's it's the way we eat. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and, it, but the, and many parts of the rest of the world, which most of them do not eat that way, are, are going to, you're, it will be noticed if you eat that way. Yeah, Americans can be identified easily by something as simple as that in a mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And in fact, during World War II, there was an American who was identified as a spy mm-hmm. by the Germans because mm-hmm. of the way that they ate. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of went full cycle there. Yeah. Right? First yeah. cir- full circle, cycle? Either one, Life I guess. Cycle. We'll take one or the other. <laughs> Speaking of different ways to say something, uh. <laughs> um, we they, there's also just in the language itself, they have we have words that we might recognize that the Brits say that we think we know what they mean and they do not mean that. And they're and vice versa. And they are and also other words that 
we don't have any idea what oh, these the, people are talking about. The differences between British English and American English are massive. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different kinds of words and grammatical context that, that cha- I don't mean to bring grammar into this, but it... <sighs> there goes the air sucked out of the room again. <laughs> talk. <laughs> it's time for grammar talk. There's the, um, there's the American sing. <laughs> Oh, wait. Uh, I'm sorry. Are you done? And it's the end of Grammar Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, that was cleared that up. (laughs) Brought to you by the Oxford English Dictionary. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) I'm sorry. Were you saying something? Use of silence. That's a different podcast. That's a different I'm, podcast. I'm sorry. That's a different podcast. Um, anyway, but there you know, are we terms. always tell we always tell U.S. Americans take the U.S. Americanisms out yes. of your language, and this isn't only true speaking in Britain. This is true if you're speaking with any non-English speaker, certainly. Okay. But even other English speakers, yes. because British English is different from Indian English, and that's English with an I-N-G-L-I-S-H, the English that's spoken in India because of the British Raj. And the different w- words are being used. Right. Um, I, so I let's talk I, about a few. Um, if your Indian colleague says to you, um, do the needful. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I have we don't no have idea. that expression in the U.S. I have no idea, right? but I think I'm looking for a loo. <laughs> you might. Excuse you me. might. You might. But actually, I really, honestly, don't have any idea. I, but actually, means. it means it, it means okay. Do the obvious next step. Oh, okay. Take action hey, based on what it we've actually discussed. Makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Or um, let's prepone the meeting. Okay. Like, well, well, it, I know what postpone. The there you go. Oh, yeah. So prepone would be. Bring it up earlier. That's do it right. Earlier. That's right. Let's so schedule So does that mean sooner. if I pwn the meeting, we're going to have it at the regular scheduled time? Yes. Okay. Uh, right. right. Yeah. You can pwn. I don't think we actually say that. Grammar but... talk. Grammar <laughs> talk. But that's very Boolean <laughs> of you. <laughs> Let's say that from now. Let's just pwn the meeting. Um. <laughs> and the, the word Lou was mentioned before. Is that your friend That's Lou? right. And the, the word Lou <laughs> is a British word. I don't know how many, many Americans would know what a Lou is, of course. But well, so, I think some would. It's the same as many. It's the same as a W. Remember, we have 28% of the population that have passports. Mm. Okay, so Lou. And Dean, I was just in London for, for about a week, and it took me until the end of my trip to remember that Lou was a name for a toilet. Uh, right, it's to- it's And you've traveled a lot. <laughs> and yeah. And it, and it comes, it goes back to the old uh, French and British uh, rivalry, because when the Brits were in France, yes. they would walk down the streets of a town, and they would hear the French, this is back in the medieval days, okay. me- medieval mm-hmm. times, they would hear the, the, the French announce... Guerre de l'eau. Mm-hmm. Look out for oh. the water mm-hmm. as the as the dirty water inside the house was thrown out the window. This is a lovely time to live, you know, back in the back in the good old days the good of the old medieval. Days. Yes. Things are better. Yeah. Things yeah, good are always old better. Plague. We, that's what we miss, right? We now. need another one. Right? Yeah, I sure. love that time. Sure, that and horse dung all over the all place. over the street yes. and unpaved roads and people dung Perfect. being thrown yeah. out the windows. Yeah, yep. An average lifespan of twenty. But anyway, so Lou would be throwing water, the water in French, the dirty right. water out, and they'd hear Guerre de l'eau, Guerre de l'eau. Low, and they right. came back to Britain with basically 
loo yeah. turning mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. water closet. Yes. Uh, into the toilet facilities. Right. Uh, right. right. Huh. Interesting. And uh, oh, sure, and 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 that's there's there's many things that that end up being that way still. Between in, in the United States, other than people who do have the familiarity with it, they would not know what loo is. At the same time, just definitions. Why don't we stay in the bathroom? Because bathrooms are always fun. Well, it's always, it, it, it's kind of like a joke in, in Britain and in Europe. Um, and by the way, I do make the distinction, and we'll talk about that in a second, about Americans looking for the bathroom. The bathroom, right. We're not looking for a bathroom or, the rest- or a restroom. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing in I there? I don't know. Everybody Why practice the couch in here. <laughs> practice it. You're looking for a toilet. Right. Yeah. Say the word. Toilet. Well, I might be, but I also might be looking to wash my hands. Well, then you're looking for a washroom, right? All right, but you're not looking for a bathroom or a restroom. Well, if I'm going to take a bath, if you walk into a restaurant asking for that, that you might get a strange look. If you think, and, and especially when you try to explain it. Well, that, that well that explains much of things that have happened to me in restaurants. But uh, <laughs> and the bathroom to be where you go and soak, right, and hot baths. So, right, right. So it's That's different. Right. It can right. be different where, depending on where you are, as yeah. opposed to washing up. Right, right. Yeah. yeah so or, or washing down. Who knows? <laughs> when yes, so we've got we and we have a water closet there where the and, WC. Yeah, yeah the, and uh, and so you have if you have the water closet. Then what does that tell me, though? That does that tell me they keep the water in there, <laughs> or if if you're looking at it from our side, if in the United States side of the Atlantic, and um, you you know it can be very confusing. That doesn't sound like a place that I should go to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, now that now you know. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think I I did know that, but it's but here's some confusion that we we should clear up. You know that. Oftentimes, Britons find offensive that lack of knowledge um, that Americans have about even the basic geography. Mm. You know, I mean, the uh, the idea that you could confuse a Scot with a Welshman or Mm -hmm. an Englishman. Right. These are very specific cultural groups, and um, it's not appreciated when they're just all lumped together as particularly as English. Well, that's it. English, England is a different place. Right. Let's get it straight. There, there is the geography of Britain, which is a a large, rather large Island. Mm -hmm. And if you put a few of the smaller islands around that in together, that's great Britain or or greater Britain, but that's a geographical term, Mm -hmm. right? On that Island, however, you've got lots of different cultural groups and historically those cultural groups going back were the, one of the most influential groups were the English mm-hmm. um, and, and the English crown, which is the monarchy today and mm-hmm. has been for several hundred years, ruled over many of these other cultural groups on that island, mm-hmm. like the Scots and like the Welsh. Mm-hmm. And the Welsh and the Scots fought significant battles against the English to retain their sovereignty mm-hmm. and lost, mm-hmm. more or less. Yes. Use the term Britain or British to describe people who live on the island as an as an outsider, mm-hmm. as a non-Briton, mm-hmm. um, because you're safer, because technically that's true for everybody there. Mm-hmm. But if you start to get into cultural terminology and refer to somebody as English, yes. you better know that they are. Those the, because uh, if from they're, England. From England, yes. because if they're really Scott or Welsh 
or Irish, yes, um, that could be really offensive. Right. These groups sure. um, have lots of complicated feelings about each other. Certainly, coming from Scotland and, and from Wales, yes, yes. There, there's a lot of a lot of issues and many, many, many years of that, as you described. And yes. I remind all all U.S. Americans also that Ireland is a separate sovereign nation. It's right. not even part of the U.K. Right. Uh, although there is a geographical part of the northern island of Ireland that is part of the United Kingdom. That's called Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. And that is still a a very hotly debated issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So on that cheery note, (laughs) I want to know other, I want words that, um, that are, would be very confusing and perhaps embarrassing because embarrassing is really fun. What's that? Excuse me. (laughs) Fanny. Fanny. Oh, so you you wore your so fanny pack to England. Lou and Fanny are right? your friends? Lou and, Lou and Fanny, <laughs> uh-huh. they're married. They're okay. a very nice couple. They moved in down oh, the street. Oh, that's so nice. Far more appropriate than we want to know, but it's probably true. Probably true. Yes. So go ahead, Dean. So you don't wear Explain a fanny. Explain what fanny means. You don't wear a fanny pack. No? Why not? No. Because, because... Well, I have a way here, If you, but I'll let you go. <laughs> because in, because in Britain, it's going to be too much fun. Fanny refers to a woman's private area. Private area? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not following. So if you're referring <laughs> oh, to, if you mean to say, as most U.S. Americans do, the the rear end, mm-hmm. which in Britain would be the bum. Bum, Okay. Yes. Then say bum. Mm-hmm. But the fanny pack, uh, no. It's not called a fanny pack in, in, in Britain. In no. Britain. No. No. What is it called? It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't you supposed to figure those things out? Isn't can we look it up? I can look. What can are you doing here? I knew here? this at some point. Let He's gotten lazier since we let him in the studio. Have you noticed that? It's <laughs> so you could you say for a for a young lady or an or an older lady for that matter, if you're wearing what we would refer to as a fanny pack, it would be more appropriate if you turned it around to the front side. Oh. Well, I, I don't know if you wear it differently. You just don't call it that. It's a bum bag. A bum bag. There we well, go. Well, that makes perfect and that sense. that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it is a significant difference if you're using that term in while you're visiting England. Yeah. There's so many words like bollocks, you know, in British mm-hmm, words, mm-hmm. right? Bollocks. What does bollocks mean? Right. It means to screw up. It's BS, basically. But right. It, but it's, right. But we don't use that term here in the well, US. No. No. We, typically, we do not. Right. But it's... Uh, a gobsmacked. Gobsmacked, yes. Yes, and we don't hear that here pretty much at all. No. But oh. that would have to be, you'd have to understand that your gob is, is your, your mouth. Mm. Yeah, fa- yeah, yeah your face. but mostly in and around the mouth. Yeah. And and if you're smacked, it's like stunned. Yeah. You know, you've been stunned by something. Right. Right. And um, fag. Yeah, mm. cigarette. It's, it's a cigarette, yes. A yes. hoarding. It's, it, yes. And it's, and, and the cigarette what's a, thing. What's a hoarding? Well, oh, it's I'm a, sorry. It, it, no, that's not the word. It's a billboard. Okay. okay again, yeah, that's a, that's a good right. one because Didn't people know. don't know that no. at all. Right? A jumper? Right. When we get into clothing, it, oh. it, it, clothing it starts to say, and we, automobiles. we call it one thing and they call trainers, it something else. Right? Well, trainers are sneakers. Yes. And a jumper is a sweater and a tuxedo is a waistcoat. A waistcoat, right. 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 I didn't know that one. Yeah. And we what's underwear? Knickers. Yep. You get your knickers yep. in a twist. Yep. Right. <laughs> and then it, and then it goes on to, you know, chips or mm-hmm. crisps and crisps or chips and the biscuits or <laughs> cookies. And cookies. And, we have cookies. Right. right. And they have biscuits. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
And oh, and Americans have English muffins, but the only English muffins you find in Britain have been imported from the U.S. Yes, because they were actually invented, I believe, Thomas's, which things I believe were actually originally made in the United States. And I might be wrong with that. That's, but I'm true. Sure they, that's true. They and they were supposed to be the kind of American version of a scone, ah, right. Uh... Okay. Which again exists exists in Britain, but but not here. You know, they're still and, and, scrumptious. Uh, <laughs> I still like them a lot. Mm-hmm. That's good. You can. And then there's <laughs> oh, thanks. <he's> got permission. <laughs> wow, the, that you have no idea. I'll sleep well tonight, <laughs> without a doubt. And you'll wake up in the morning and have a have, have, an, have, an, have English an English muffin. muffin. Although it won't be oh. now. <laughs> but will you have it with Marmite? Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I did, but I got some powder, and now everything's fine. <laughs> Typical British foods, uh, are, many of them are unknown here. Yes, definitely. Such as Marmite. Or they're just called something different, and that's right. that's the thing, is it that you... I mean, if you go to London... Automobile parts, you know, the hood right. versus the bonnet. The bonnet. The, the trunk versus the the bonnet, actually. Uh, no, 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 the, the hood is versus, the bonnet. Yeah, what's the trunk? The boot. I, the boot. The boot. The boot. Yes. 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 And if you, hey, look, if you, if you own a dashboard. car from Britain and you get a, um, or even anyone that works or is made in, in Britain, you may get a owner's manual mm-hmm. that will refer to the boot or, uh, and, and other things along those lines That's that right. you learn very quickly that language that the, that the automobile industry has. Yeah, the, in, the list in goes on and on. And I mean, it goes both ways. It's, it's a lot of these things, again, it's not. We change them. In some cases, we change them because of the revolution. In some cases, we just they just evolved that way or came out of other languages because we had so many people. The influence into this of country. so many other immigrant groups, right. right? So we called things differently, and because of world wars, world wars changed our language a great deal. Now, just because we had a revolution and went through all this change, you know, we also have to remember that Britain, too, like any other culture, has been changing. Yes. And but not in the same way because they didn't have the same historical experiences. Um, but after the U.S. Revolution, you know, Britain's experienced its own immigration uh, waves. Yes. And these groups have brought changes to Britain as well. Right. The most popular food today in Britain is not fish and chips. You know, it's uh, chicken tikka. Okay. It's Indian, mm-hmm. right? So. Oh, there's some wonderful Indian restaurants yes, in, of in course, London. Oh. India was part of the British Raj. Absolutely. Right, right. It's probably time to take one last break. Okay, listen, the way to get hold of us is oopscultureshow at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is Oops Culture Show. Whether this is the first episode or the third episode or whatever episode that you've listened to, if you're still listening at this point, I think you might like this. And if you do, you should really subscribe. Because if you subscribe, these things will just show up for you and you can listen to them whenever you want to. That's the best way to go, really. Honestly, I know what I'm talking about. All right, so just subscribe through iTunes or through wherever you get your podcasts from. But do it today, okay? Subscribe. Thank you. The royal family over the last, in in really recent times, has diminished in its actual power-holding capacity. Yes, the monarchy is no longer in charge of the political decisions that are made. So what are they doing? Now, I realize... The royal weddings and the children being born and everything are incredibly popular in the United States. 
incredibly popular. They're also popular, obviously, in England and Britain to on some levels throughout Britain. Why do we care? We being U.S. Americans? Mm-hmm. Or, or almost anyone. Well, I, I think on some level we care for the same reason that Britons care, which is there's, it's great fun and it's a great distraction mm-hmm. uh, from the woes of daily life. Okay. Um, and, and, it, and, and it allows us to project our fantasies of what it must be like to live a royal life. I mean, we are a celebrity-driven culture. You know, like it or not. I mean, the Kardashians exist to be and make the money that they make based on absolutely nothing. It, and if you're the, a big Kardashian fan, I apologize. But I'm t- I think I'm speaking the truth. Well, this is the distraction piece of entertainment. Mm, and, definitely. And, I mean, there's also the whole financial aspect of the royal family being a a, 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 a pretty good bonus for the for, for England as far as, as the financial side of it all goes. And let's talk about the foods. Because of the royal family? No. I, what are they eating? <laughs> I wondered what happened to all those dogs. <laughs> no, we were talking about words that had different... Didn't we talk about dogs being eaten the last couple of yes, times? Uh, maybe we shouldn't go there. All right. I'm sorry. You were talking about foods being eaten. And, and different words for food. Yes, different words for food, bangers, and mash. Mm. Spotted dick. Okay, mm. now okay. we've gone too far. <laughs> I don't think we can say that. My goodness. I'm taking my bum bag and leaving. Hey, we started this with mothballs, and now we've gone to spotted dick. Is that a medical condition? Or I think food? it might be. I think it might be. You know, just be careful where you put your fanny pack. That's all. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's a kind of sweet pudding with raisins, or as we would say in Britain, sultanas. Uh-huh. Um, as we would say in Britain, you've, you've become uh, I'm sorry, as, as, as would be said in Britain, uh, sultanas, okay. not raisins. Yeah. So, well, there you go, and, and it's so it's quite harmless, in fact. In, yes, in yes, that sense. Yeah, it's but not, it's not contagious. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not rush to judgment. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, now, um, and and pudding <laughs> is basically any kind of dessert. Okay, it doesn't pudding. have to be. Uh, the U.S. nature, and what about of, pies? Uh, and pies can be savory as well as sweet. Well, they can be savory as well as sweet, but they're also we, in the United States. We think of pies. We think of, and, and you're, you're talking savory and sweet. I'm because I'm guessing there's you're thinking uh, in the United States anyway. A, there's like pies two people only who know as what a, the heck you're as, talking as about. As a pudding, it's mm, not. It's right. not going to be like an apple pie. You're going to get right. meat meat pies. Oh, that's so a savory pies right? Oh, but okay. I'm trying to explain it because you're. Remember Sweeney Todd? People remember that. Well, <laughs> honestly, again, uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know Sweeney Todd, see that show. That's right. See, or at least read up about it and listen to a couple it, of the songs. It's about so much more than meat yeah, pie. It's a whole yes. different meat pie. Um, but Dean, you just reminded me. I went and got high tea in London when I was there, and I was offered a, a slice from the pudding tray, and I just, uh, I just clicked it. I didn't even think of it at the time. Um, and what was it, was, and it was a dessert tray. A dessert tray. It was more than just puddings, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think I thought at the time, oh, it'll be puddings, and then realized, no, that's not the case. And I, I will say that I'm also a huge fan of the variety of pies that they have in mm-hmm. cottage pie, shepherd pie. Oh, and, so good. And my, on favorite, and on. my favorite pie is fish heads pie. Oh. Is that right? And, and it comes from the, um, the Cornish coast, uh-huh. the southwest coast of Britain. Huh. And 
it's it's like a fish pie. Yeah. Only they stick they stick the heads <laughs> of the fish. You like to go to the fish head, don't I, you? And I don't like fish heads necessarily. Oh please, right? you've been revealed as a closet <laughs> fish fish it. header. Any other word that you can think of that would be a, is a fun word that would be in either direction. Like we use fanny here, and that doesn't work over there, and and so on. Uh, that that you can. I asked if where the line was, and right. the person I asked gave me a, a strange look, and then said, "Oh, you mean the cue?" Oh, right, cue. Yes, ah. it's the cue. <laughs> That's right. That's. Right. I have one that 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 is can be very confusing for people going, especially going on work there. Um, and that would be to table something. Very important. Yeah. Which is exactly the opposite meaning right. in the United States. Right. In the U.S., when we want to table something, that usually means we're, we're, we're putting it aside putting for aside discussion for later. later. Yes. And in Britain, to table something means to put it on the table now. We're going to deal with it at this moment. Right. To right. talk about it now. And many U.S. businessmen have gone over there and said, you know, let's table that idea. And the Britons keep on talking about it. And then <laughs> Which could be Americans, very annoying because you don't annoying. know what's going on. And by the way, Both is, directions. It, is it okay to, do we have to say Britain or can we say Brit? Well, I don't know. What do, what do you think? Yeah, you're, do the, you think? <laughs> you're the guy here. I mean, what are we doing here? I've asked this question of many of my British colleagues. Yes. And uh, in order to do as Britons do, um, it, to be polite about it, They'll often say it doesn't matter if we can if we can refer to Americans as. But Yan- what are as, they really thinking? If we can refer to Americans as Yanks, mm-hmm. then you can refer to us as. Fair Brits. enough. That's okay. fair. Right? Right. And in World War II, that was very common between the Brits and the Yanks. They yeah, would, I would still tend, unless I got some clear signal that it was truly okay, I would refer to my colleagues as Britons. Britons. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, okay. Um, and 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 of course that could disappear, and in, in, they could very quickly say, "Oh, you know." It's okay. You can yeah. call us Brits, but yeah. um, you just want to be sure about that. If and be willing to then be referred to as the Yank. Even, well, the thing is that I don't even think if there is actually even if you're from a different part, not right. from the northeast. That, that the refers US. to anyone from the U.S. Right. Yeah, and it's would they call us a Yankee as opposed to us, like with us calling them a Briton? No, because I think when a non-U.S. American uses the word Yankee, it has a lot of connotations, some of which are very negative. Right. But when a Brit says Yank, it's more like we're, we're buddies. We're, we're cousins. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's 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 a term of endearment almost. Right, but right. Very informal. Yes. Right. Yeah. But that's a little different between the two also, and that's something to be aware of. That's all. That's, yeah. They, yeah. And well, there you go. Well, thank you, gentlemen. You you did quite well. So at at any rate, here we are at the end of yet another podcast, and we're coming back across the pond. I would like to say that anyone out there, especially those of you who might be listening from the UK as a whole, from from Britain and its various uh, sections. If you have some a, a word or two that you think are kind of fun and interesting or confusing, uh, we'd love to hear about it. And the same thing for all the rest of you in the U.S. as, as well, really anywhere in the world, because we'd love to pass on those words and get people understanding what the heck's going on. That's sort of, uh, I guess, and that's kind of the reason we're here. That and the fact that I'm so darn lovable. Aww. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That, that, even I don't think that was appropriate. And so are you, Dean. Dean Foster? No, I'm not. And let's not pretend He's not I lovable am. at all. No. He's really, he's not. No. All right. No. He's <laughs> curmudgeon comes to mind. <laughs> Curmud- curmudgeon Lee 
in a, in, in, a, in a squishy kind of way. With that being said, Dean, thank you again for your knowledge and perception. The man about culture. And um, when in doubt, ask Dean. And I'm, <laughs> I'm Tom Peterson. Torrin's with us. Hey, Torrin. Hello. Anyway, that's, uh, I think that's a wrap on this puppy. Or whatever it's called around the world. And in this case, they all know what smell you means. Just want to bother you one last time to say we're a brand new podcast here at Oops, Your Culture Showing, and we could really use your help by subscribing to the podcast. And not to mention that if, if you hung around this long and, and you liked what you heard, well, this makes it just easier for you to get the podcast. They'll pop up for you whenever they're released, so you can listen to them on your phone or your computer or however you listen to them. And it's easy to get, too. Just Subscribe using iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. It really isn't hard, and we could really use your support. So, from all of us here at Oops, Your Culture Showing, thanks. Thanks.